0: Don't waste the summer months staring at a screen trying to figure out who accepts your vision insurance. Pearl Vision works with all major vision plans, including EyeMed. Plus, when you bring in the receipt from your last eye exam, they'll apply up to $150 towards a new pair of glasses. Visit pearlvision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 10 2022 Exams available at the Independent Doctors of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. G'day everyone, Lauren Crest, the business scientist here. Today I'm going to be sharing an interview I did a while back. So we're going to start off this episode with an acknowledgement of country. So I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples living and working on the land today so super super excited about this is a fun episode this is a fun episode with my friend Anthony English and like it says in the title this is about helping Rachel so it's kind of like basically Anthony and I met because uh, I was doing a live stream about I don't think it was about empathy mapping Uh, maybe some of you might even remember it because I think i call like give a shout out to Anthony during the show but we got chatting during a live stream and then I was like checking out what he was doing and he had this whole campaign around I help Rachel and I was like that's really interesting I want to talk to you about that I want to talk to you about what that means and what that looks like Um, so we chat about that a bit on uh, the show that's kind of the focus of the show but also the other thing like if you're a coach or a consultant and you find it bit of a theme I've been covering um, for a few episodes like it can be really hard to get to the bottom of what we do and explain that to people um, and also there's this expectation that we're just going to get these like amazing results for people super quickly right um so Anthony kind of talks a little bit about that as well and shares his perspective on that which I found really interesting and kind of talks about it in a really concrete way which is awesome um So excited to share that with you guys today. You've probably noticed that these episodes at the moment, some of them are a bit more like marketing focused, Some of them are a little bit more mental health focused and kind of mixing things up, which which is my intention because in the past I was doing three episodes. We had like Mondays, which was initially about motivation. Then it was about mindset. And then Wednesdays we had like our Live with Leading Thinkers episode. And then on Fridays I was sharing a live stream that was about being seen and heard. So I'm kind of combining all of those together now. And so it's sort of like some episodes are going to be like, this is like, this is a brand episode where we're focusing on how we build our brand. And then I'll throw in something that's a little bit more like mental health. And then I want to throw in something that's a bit more about purpose and social impact. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys kind of like the fact that it's been getting mixed up a bit. Um, and I guess like, this episode is really useful if you're just trying to work out how to like define your target audience and sort of see how customer empathy mapping helps you in the real world. So I think this is a really good episode for people who are kind of looking at that. And I think it's really important that we revisit this periodically, right? Like it's not something that's a set and forget thing. It's something we come back to again and again. Are we speaking to the right person? What's going on for them? What does that look like? Um, how do we really humanize our our target audience? So uh, yeah, I'm excited to share this with you. Like I said, Um, the other thing I wanted to share was a little bit more about what I'm up to now. So um, some of you might've seen on LinkedIn, I did announce uh, what I'm doing now. So I am essentially working with a company we're about to launch. We're in like our pre-launch sort of phase. we have got a webinar this week and it's about Dealing with those feelings of being like overwhelmed and also feeling underprepared in like difficult situations. And we're talking about sort of a new emotional fitness regime to help people build their emotional intelligence, their EQ. I'm super passionate about working with this company and really, really excited to be uh, there sort of like right at the beginning. Um, you know, it's, it's really, really special and really, really cool. So I'm going to be telling you guys more about that in the coming weeks. And I think like one of the things I'm really excited about is that it's an opportunity that allows me to still do run my business. Like I still have my own business. I'm still working as an entrepreneur. I can still do this. Um, I, you know, I'm in this position as, um, their chief marketing officer, like four days a week. So I actually have a bit of time to do my own content. Um, so I feel more engaged and less stressed and a lot more validated because that's one of the things in this business that we're really pushing is making sure that people feel validated and they can feel seen and heard, right? So there's just such a great values alignment and super, um, I just feel really, really grateful and um, really excited about this opportunity. So I'm looking forward to sharing more about that in the coming weeks. But for now, I did want to say, for any of you who are kind of sitting there going, like, I feel really overwhelmed. I feel like really not recognized. I think for a lot of us in the entrepreneurial kind of space, we can feel like that. We can feel like we're working so, so hard. And what we can end up focusing on, sadly, is like the bad things, like what's, what's wrong with us, you know, what we're not doing right, what we could be doing better where the opportunities lie because we have weaknesses there and um, we're sort of in the process of launching a campaign that's about what's right with you. So if that's something that kind of resonates with you, I'd love for you to come and check out what we're doing on our webinar this week. Um, You'll get an opportunity as a podcast listener to hear more about it because I will get the CEO of the company to come on the show and, and, and speak about it it's he's actually been on the show before brian fretwell um i had him on the show a while ago we were talking about the neuroscience of practical intuition so um we're going to do like a live stream and and have a chat on the show about this movement and what we're trying to do with it really really excited it fits so well with where i want to take the show this year as well Um, And the other thing I was going to say is come check out. We've got these really cool new T-shirts that uh, basically have on the T-shirt what's right with you. So if you're kind of like, yeah, I'd love to encourage other people to think about that question, you know, um, come check it out. I'll put the links in the show notes today. So the webinar um, webinar for people in Australia is on Thursday and for people in the States on Wednesday. And for Europe, I feel like it's probably it would be on the Wednesday evening, I think, this week. Um, if you want to come along, you can. It's a, it's our only pre-launch webinar that we're doing publicly um, and I'd love if some of you guys came along. I just think it's, yeah, it's really, I'm really excited about it, really passionate about it. I think I've used the word excited like a bazillion times in this intro and we need to get on to the main part of the show. So without further ado, let's jump into my discussion with Anthony, there might be a little ad break here. Oh, and if you want to find out more about Anthony, (laughs) obviously, check out the show notes as well. Uh, Anthony English, probably the easiest way to reach out to him is on LinkedIn. He's really active on LinkedIn. He's also got a YouTube channel, which is all about how to use Zoom. And he's had some great success on there as well. So all those little fiddly things with Zoom that you're like, I'm not sure what to do. That's what Anthony's YouTube channel is about. So I'll put the links to uh, his socials in here as well. All right, so there might be a little ad break here and I'll be back in a tick.
1: Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes.
0: G'day everyone. Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. I'm live streaming on a Wednesday and I'm so excited to have a guest again. It's been a few weeks since I've had a guest. I've got Anthony English joining me here. We're talking about something pretty unique and super interesting. Anthony is a business coach, but he has a very very unique approach to marketing himself. We're going to chat a little bit about that. So Anthony, to start with, tell us a little bit about what you do, uh what you're up to at the moment.
1: Sure. So I'm a business coach for women. Well, that's the broad category, but it's actually a bit narrower than than women <laughs> as we'll talk about. And <laughs> and so they're they're really running their service, service businesses they need some help usually with their marketing and and with their sales conversations because they're absolute super pros at what they do at their professional services what what they actually do is is amazing now on the side i'm also building up my youtube channel which is now monetized and so yeah <laughs> so it's been monetized for a month and uh yeah. And in October, so it's now October twenty-eighth. And so in, in Australia, so in October, I have made seven cents short of five hundred dollars US.
0: Nice. Well done. That's a fast growing channel. That's a fast yeah, growing yeah. channel. Cause so I've talked about YouTube a little bit uh, on the show, and I got to monet- start monetizing in June this year, and I make about two hundred dollars a month from YouTube, mm-hmm. um, which is also pretty relatively high considering the views I get. Right, so it's not like I've got huge, huge amounts of views, and you're probably the same. Like you, you get views, yeah. but the yeah. amount of money you make per thousand views is probably a lot higher because you're talking to a business audience. Is that right?
1: yeah it's yeah exactly i i've the the very interesting thing is diving into the analytics which i've really enjoyed doing and it gives you much more control over what's what's happening and who's watching and to my amazement i've got a largely young audience now one of the advantages of being in your 50s is what is that the older you get, the more young people there are in the world, right? I <laughs>
0: think that's true.
1: <laughs> but what's, what I thought, I thought I was going to be like finding old codgers like myself, you know, who didn't know how to do technical stuff because mm-hmm. it's basically a tech technical channel. I don't yeah. talk about all of the new tools and all of that. I just really, it's around Zoom because that's what, that's what the audience wanted. They wanted to learn how to turn off their camera on Zoom. That yep. video alone has had 150,000 views. <laughs> wow!
0: Yeah, super and, interesting.
1: And but the fascinating thing for me was that the audience, um, 80% of my audience is under 44. 50% of them are under 34. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got even a lot of teenagers. I, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's my good looks, but I, I wouldn't want to, you know, t- just you know that George Clooney <laughs> kind of lookalike. <laughs> Anyway.
0: Every 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 man's dream. When I get older, I want to look like George. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or Anthony. Hopkins. I can understand
0: why. I can and understand we why. I want look
1: like Anthony Hopkins. Anyway. <laughs>
0: so we're we're not I mean we can talk about YouTube a bit today and like this is streaming on YouTube at the moment so anyone watching on YouTube feel free to say hello and guys as we go as always just pop your questions in say hello all that good stuff awesome Um, we're talking more about I mean what really intrigued me about what you're doing and how you're marketing yourself is that you help Rachel's so can you tell us a little bit about what who is Rachel? Tell us a little bit about Rachel.
1: <laughs> well, here's what Rachel isn't. Here's who Rachel is. Rachel is not some avatar that I dreamt up and you know, stared at the wall for half a morning and and worked out okay, she's 34 and she's she's married and she's got two children. That's not who Rachel is. I did that's not how I did. I didn't do a buy a persona. I what I did was I actually looked at real people. Who I was actually talking to, and hoping that I would get as clients, and I had a list of lots of lots of them. Now I'm not pushy in my sales, and I certainly don't uh, don't teach others to be pushy or anything like that. So I was just looking through a list of quite a lot of people. Wow, I'd love to work with her. I'd love to work with her, and I love to. And, and as I looked through this list, I noticed that some of the ones that I wanted to work with. Had the name Rachel, I said, wow! That, she's a Rachel, and she's amazing. And there's another one, wow! That's a Rachel in totally different industries, very different age groups as well. Uh, I've worked with somebody who was 21. I've worked with another one who was in her 60s, and so there was like I couldn't find a pattern. And, and as an old IT guy, I'm always looking for patterns, right? <laughs> and I said, "Well, okay, maybe that's the pattern. It's Rachel's, really." Like. Is that it? Does it, is he seriously going to work with Rachels? So what I did was I wrote a post on LinkedIn, uh-huh. and it was very simple. What was behind the post is really interesting, but the post took me three minutes to write. Here's what the post said: Hey, let's play tag, Rachel. So remember, I had gone through this list of all of these Rachels, women who were called Rachel or Raquel or variations of, of and and I just. So what? Like all of these Rachels are just amazing. This is wonderful. So let's play tag Rachel. How, what's tag Rachel? Well, so this is a LinkedIn post. I said, you are, I know some amazing women called Rachel. I know some amazing women not called Rachel. I know some amazing men also not called Rachel. So let's <laughs> leave the non-Rachel out of this for the moment. Let's just focus on the Rachels tag okay so you know how to do that on linkedin right you just mention a rachel that you know and tell us why she's amazing mm-hmm. so that post didn't get many likes it eventually got 12000 views which was which was i mean that would be extraordinary these days but like a year ago that was that was very very decent and, and it didn't get that many likes about 100 likes which is not that many um for a post that's that 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 many views but i got a lot of comments i got 80 rachels got tagged yeah hey i know a rachel my sister is a rachel my grandmother is a rachel my name's rachel my my um i was going to be called rachel but it didn't anyway just so many of my competitor is rachel i even got all of it it was just (laughs) wonderful and what it really showed what, what was really behind the the post was not the name, Rachel. Uh, it wasn't, it was, I wanted to show people something that I had learnt myself from talking to them, that they're not alone, mm-hmm. that they don't have to be kind of broadcasting to anonymous, you know, to a group of strangers who don't want to hear from them. That's not how to market yourself. It, there actually is dialogue here and you've got people who are cheering you on your clients even your competitors want you to do well some of them and and so i basically just called out the cheer squad is there any cheer squad here for rachel Yeah. and and then it just took off well it sort of took off the very first comment was a disaster <laughs>
0: oh what was the first comment can you tell us what
1: it was oh no yeah yeah okay, I will. Uh, so <laughs> the first comment was somebody said I actually don't know anyone called Rachel and I thought wow that's off to a great start <laughs> <laughs> at least it
0: wasn't it was, negative though it wasn't like it
1: wasn't negative but it was just like,
0: like <laughs> what's the,
1: you know what's, what's all this about I, I don't even know anyone called Rachel you know it's, oh, great <laughs> But then a, a few minutes later, someone called Rachel, replied to that comment and said, "Let's fix that right now." <laughs>
0: what a great yeah. reply! What a great yeah, it was reply! Good. That's so, fantastic.
1: So what I then did was maybe a couple of months later, I was actually on a podcast with somebody, and it was kind of Christmas time, we we're in a bit of a jovial spirit, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to change my headline." From I Help Women to I Help Rachel's. Mm-hmm. And the intention was just to do it for the weekend, just as a joke. Nobody's going to notice. And um, uh, I, I actually I actually had somebody said one time, oh well, let's say your name is Lauren, for example, okay? Just play the game with me.
0: All right, We'll pretend.
1: Uh, <laughs> and you say, what about Lauren? Do you help Lauren? I actually changed my headline a couple of times. Somebody said that, you know, oh, my name's Lauren Cress. How do I, uh, you know, it's, why don't you help Lauren? So I actually changed my headline to I help, I help Rachel's and then brackets and Lauren Kress. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did a screenshot and then I updated my profile, sent it to them and then changed it back again. So I I helped Rachel's and I only intended to change it for the weekend. But then what happened? So this is back in December last year, so 10 months, uh, what happened then was I started getting invitations to connect from women who said, I love your Rachel thing, or even I'm a Rachel. And some of them, their name isn't Rachel, and they sign their they sign their name Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> So it breaks through all of those barriers and all those fears and uh, who wants to deal with a business coach and coaches are so expensive and uh, actually on my intake form mm-hmm. uh, when, when I send out, a, like, a, you know, when people book an appointment, all right. I know they're scared, they're, oh, they're going to get pitched too and they feel embarrassed, they I want to say no to me and all of this. And I asked, I said, look, I know you want to talk to me, why? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then later on I said, well, what's your biggest your biggest hesitation about talking to a coach? Mm-hmm. Every one of them is the same, is it? It's going to be too expensive, you know? Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> so we're actually, well, what I'm really doing is breaking through some of those barriers, which is exactly what I'm encouraging people to do on LinkedIn, in their sales conversations and and on YouTube. Mm,
0: I love that. There's so many things that st- stood out to me when we started chatting, right? So uh, the way Anthony and I met actually was I was doing a live stream and I think you just happened to jump on, on one of the live streams I was doing. Then we started talking again and then I saw your headline. I was like, oh, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> this is, this is so what, like from my perspective, what I really liked about it is interesting because we, um, I think the week that I saw it was actually just after I'd been doing a podcast and a video about empathy mapping and how important empathy mapping is. And one of the things that I'm often saying to people is this isn't about um, creating a buyer persona avatar that generalizes. So what I often tell people to do is similar to what you had said, where I'm like, Think about that like I loved working with this client or even if it's like a friend because sometimes when people are starting out, it's like they're just working with a few friends. I really enjoyed helping this friend and doing pro bono work here or this charity and doing some pro bono work. What was it about that? Because when we bring it back to one person, it's real, right? But when we write this like character description of someone that's abstract, it's Uh. like it's not real, right?
1: Well what happens is that we become very vague and very gen- general, very generic in, in our messaging. Mm-hmm. And the sign of that is that you're you're just too broad. Hey, I'm gonna give you freedom in your life and happiness and, and lots of money and you know, make you rich and famous and, and or unless you don't want to be famous, that's fine, you know. <laughs> I'll make you rich and and, and and not famous. And
0: not and, famous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so so, and it's just so broad, and that's a bit like—I uh, I didn't mention this, but I'm—I'm I'm married and we've got seven children. Wow! Now, you do not go to seven children and say you're hungry, and they say yeah. And so, what would you like to eat? Uh, that's a disaster. You're going to get at least seven answers, right?
0: <laughs> Maybe fourteen. If they're like, oh, pizza or spaghetti.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right, and then. <laughs> Exactly. And then if you if you put the two if you then uh ask oh look, I'll give you some food. Well, they're hungry, they need food. Mm. Okay. Well you're you are setting yourself up for being generic. You'll be you'll be you're becoming Walmart. Mm. As soon as you that we'll give them food. I'm gonna open a restaurant, Lauren. Oh, okay, Anthony, what's what, I'm sorry. You can be you can be yourself. You can be, I'm to know, Lauren.
0: What what's what's the? <laughs> what are you feeding me? What's at the restaurant?
1: <laughs> food. Yeah, we're gonna have food because there's a lot of people. Like uh, people get hungry, and we're gonna give them food. Yeah, for sure. But what
0: if it's what if it's not the food that I want to eat? <laughs>
1: Oh, well, we're, we're really, really good at So then I start talking about myself and I talk yes. about my cooking skills and talking about my the tools that I'm using and it's all me, me, me. And I'm not listening then to why you, why would you even go to a restaurant at all? Why would you go to my restaurant and when would you go? And mm-hmm. you, like it's just a disconnect, right, because I start to talk about myself and my skills because that's what I know. Yeah. And if I do that... I've lost you. That's like being a dentist and saying, okay, Lauren, I'm a dentist now. So So, Lauren, I'm a dentist. I've been a dentist for 20 years. I use the latest uh, equipment. I use the latest techniques. And I am so gentle and so so, so kind and gentle. It's, the experience is so good that when, when the kids ask, when parents ask their kids, where do you want to go on holidays? They don't say Disneyland. They say, we want to go to the dentist. All right. We just love that guy. Okay. That's how good I am. So, Lauren, now that I've shown you my, oh, by the way, here, here are the needles that I'm going to use. And here, here is the equipment. Here are my certificates. Uh, so, can I interest you in some root canal surgery? This is the <laughs> lucky day.
0: Well, I don't need root canal surgery. <laughs> you <good> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that. I mean, it's interesting because this is that typical disconnect. I think that often happens between marketing and sales, where you've got a, a good salesperson will will be listening to an individual in their situation and working out what are they saying. Okay, based on what they're saying, I'm going to say this. Kind of like what I do in an interview too. Anthony said this. I'm going to reply with this. I'm not going to start talking about what i'm doing tonight because that's not relevant to our conversation right now but then what can happen with marketing i'm curious if you if you've found this as well what i've seen is that people get nervous about being too specific and yeah. they want to ser- service everyone and so right. they talk to the masses but they're not thinking about that what we do in sales do, do you know what i mean
1: yeah the and now the answer that many marketers are going to say is the riches are in the niches, and that's not my answer at all. I don't make mm-hmm. people niche down at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what, it, what it is? It's it's really is a question of of listening. As I say, I was looking for patterns in who I was working with. I was working with men and women, but the men kept dropping out. The men kept saying, "Wow, this sounds really good," and then the next day they were right back. You know, I spoke to my wife. We decided that we're not going to go ahead and so on. And it happened again and again and again. And so then I thought I, I would love to work with women. I love working with women, but it was a bit looks a bit strange, you know, a man saying, "Hey, I'm the coach for women, you know. And so that was a really big jump. Moving to the Rachels was, was a lot easier because it was more specific. Mm-hmm. But moving to, to women was, was hard. Wow. What, who, what, you think you're God's gift to women or women aren't good enough to be And I said, look, women get coached. There are women out there who just coach women, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, I don't know, there are, there are doctors there who, who work with women and only with women, you know, on women's issues and they are not women. It's okay. All right. You can do it. But the, the interesting thing is, as is exactly as you say, is niching down, or not niching down, is picking a real live human being and talking to them. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sales happens. Usually, what we do, what many of us do in our marketing, is dream up a persona, dream up a message, get very, very bland because we don't have confidence. And because we're not actually talking to real people at the other end, we don't know, uh, we don't really know what it is that we're saying. We don't know who's listening. And that makes it extremely hard. It's very, very hard to write or to create a video. That's why we, so many of us struggle when we're talking to the camera because we're talking to the camera and not to the person who's on the other end of the camera. and, And so that's why people freeze. And so and the reason is it's just what you say is that they're not connecting with the real person. And, and that's why they kind of go for things like passive income, or if I can just sit up, uh, you know, if I can just write a book and then people will read it, but you don't know who the people are.
0: Mm.
1: It's yeah. it's much once you actually start to get comments in, once you start to get the conversation happening, then the sales page becomes less of a monologue and more of a dialogue. Mm.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It's actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a little plug to myself right now because this is exactly why I do what I do. Like hundred percent. I'm like, you just set me up. I've got. To, I've got to say. it. I've got to say it. So yeah, you got to this- pay
1: me commission for this afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't
0: worry. It's in the mail. Checks in the mail, Anthony. It's all good. <laughs> No, but this is, so for me, like, cause I, you know, I've been presenting for a long time. You're a YouTuber, you know what it's like, right? I'm like, I have practiced for a long time to work out how to do face to camera. And it was a lot easier for me to do interviews and where I got to with doing live streams is I'm like, I pretend I'm having a conversation. Like yep. I literally write myself questions. I'm like, what would that person, cause I've worked with clients. So I'm like, my ideal client would ask this question. Right, write That question down, answer it. But so what I've done is I'm just like, for people who are struggling to put, like, we know video marketing is so important. I just put a post out today or the podcast that went out today, we were talking about that with Floris Block. We were talking about like video marketing, it's so important, but it falls, like there's so many bad ads that you see on YouTube. There's so much bad content because they're not having a dialogue. So I'm like, just record interviews and use that content instead of trying to do this a camera thing where it's like you're just yeah. imagining. You're
1: just oh, it's imagining. much harder, much harder recording on your own. I actually broke through that barrier because I used to be not, I wasn't uh, nervous on camera and I'm not a shy person, but.
0: Really? Really? You sure? I, I yeah. would have thought you were shy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no Yeah.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I'm the one talking. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> and, and so 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 yeah, but what I was doing was I was recording videos. Uh and and like this applies in sales conversations, in recording videos, in a whole lot of whole lot of situations. I was recording videos for some course that I was trying to create uh I don't know, four years ago. And and I would watch the video afterwards and like I had no clue. I'd never done video, I'd never been on camera, I'd never had any acting experience. And I would watch the video afterwards and I'd oh, scratch my scratch my face. I have to record that one again. Oh, oh I just said um, or ah. Uh, oh, I was a bit vague in my story. I really didn't follow a pattern. So I'm gonna have to record the whole thing again. And then as I was looking over it, oh, the lighting is not so good. I oh, look at my look at my look. You can see the creases in my, oh. And I was doing this. And then I realized, you know, Anthony, I said to myself, I said, Anthony, because that's my name. I said, Anthony, do you think that anybody else on the planet is going to go back and pouring over it like freeze frame, like it's some, you know, Oscar winning movie, which has got like a team of, uh, you know, highly paid professionals uh, to to go and pour over the whole video edit? Do you think people are going to do that? No way. While they're watching your video on their laptop, they're probably going to be scrolling, <laughs> scrolling past on their phone, checking their email and so on. So get over yourself. You're not going to win an Oscar. And to my shock, uh, I, I haven't won an Oscar yet. And uh, to my amazement, the next day, the very next day, so that was like a five, ten-minute conversation I had with myself, a realisation that I had. I was comparing myself to like the Super Bowl ads or some, you know, blockbuster movie or something. The very next day I was watching one of my videos that I'd created and I just caught myself actually enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened there? I'll tell you what happened. If you were to, If you and I were in a room, and we were talking to each other. Would you be thinking about the sound waves going from, from your mouth through to my ear or the other way around? Nope. Right. But when you go on camera, you mentally imagine, you, because there isn't an audience there, you've got to be. First, you're the script writer. You're the actor. You're the filmmaker. Right. You're the camera person. You're the editor as well. Like, that is so many roles already. How possibly can you supply for the audience and the film critic? Leave it up to somebody else, all right? They're the ones who have paid to, to pay their tickets to come and hear you sing. Leave it up to them to decide whether you're good enough. Mm. You'll never be good enough in your own eyes, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so break through that. So, don't look at the camera, look through the camera. To the people on the other side, who you're really talking to.
0: Yeah, it's. I've actually had that same experience. Like, so what I do is, especially, so say with an interview like this, right? When I go to uh, edit it and stuff, like I'll go through the content, but I usually go through it quite quickly, and I've got my editing hat on. So I'm like, right, like, oh, we, you know, sometimes it cuts out or whatever. So I like kind of just, I don't cut that much. I just tidy it up, top and tail it with an intro and an outro, put it out. When I actually listen to it is I listen to it the way my audience would. So I listen to most most of my podcasts back. And oh, like this morning, I went for a walk. I listened to the whole podcast that I just published this morning. And I do it like my audience. And I listen to it in the order that my audience is listening to. Because I'm like, then I'm like, I catch myself laughing. I'm like, that was funny. I should do more shit <laughs> like that because that was funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like you actually literally put yourself in, I am literally putting myself in the shoes of like, I know this is what a lot of people are doing. They're going for a walk or they're washing the dishes or they're on the school run or whatever. And they're listening to the podcast. That's how I need to listen to it. It, It's really interesting because it's completely different to sitting in my editing chair and, and doing it that way.
1: Yeah, and and writing uh, applies the same. All right, you're you're writing. Writing and editing are different things. And then, mm-hmm. in fact, I'm a very lazy writer. I do tons of writing, but I'm very very lazy because I like to use the actual real words <laughs> of <Yep>. my clients <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because they're going to they're going to be able to help you to hone in on. I mean, simple example is you know just to go back to the YouTube channel is that I was creating videos on the same sort of things that I speak about on LinkedIn and you know how to price yourself and how to how to have those sales conversations and how to feel confident I was speaking about all of these things and I realized on YouTube totally different audience much larger audience than than than, than the little duck pond uh, that LinkedIn is and I was just amazed that People actually, what they wanted to watch was how do I turn off my camera on Zoom? How do I change my profile photo? And once I actually saw that, well, then it became much easier because then I could see, well, what are people searching for to get to that video? They're searching for things that I would never have thought of, like how do I hide my face? So that's that. So, how do I not show my face? So, those sort of things are really really ways of listening to your audience, listening to your clients rather than dreaming it all up mm-hmm. and hearing well what is it that they are actually saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Getting specific, which is what the Rachel thing was all about. I I I hate generic copywriting. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna save you time and money and give you freedom in your life and okay, great, but there's nothing that I can hang my hat on when that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Don't save me time and money. S- help me get to my daughter's basketball game for the first time this season because I've missed it every time because I've been so busy. That is something relatable and concrete. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. save me time. And, and, and so, so once you actually get really specific, then, then, well, so that's why I chose the Rachel's thing too, was, mm-hmm. I, as I say, that post took me like three minutes to write. And mm-hmm. I I just wanted to show people that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. I happened to pick the name Rachel. Thank God I didn't pick Karen or some other name that has become a meme in itself, you know, for, yeah, for it who has. knows what reason.
0: It has. Isn't that and, weird? Isn't that weird? Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to. It's, keep very, going
1: it's, very, it's very unfair to, you know, to, but it's just. But I, I anyway and someone said, Oh, is it Rachel from Friends? I said, I didn't even I've never even seen Friends. I didn't know that there was a character in there called Rachel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, interesting. I was just thinking as you were saying that as well, you know, like it's it's always one of the reasons I love having interviews and I love having these conversations on the show is it's like some of the stuff we go through theoretically it's just great to have different perspectives of like here's what it actually looked like in practice and one of the things I keep saying on this show is I'm like think about the situation like the literal situation not like the generic situation I'm like think about are they picking up their apple watch or their phone and going like how do I turn zoom off because that voice thing is different to someone typing in how do I turn Zoom? When are they going to be doing it? What? Are, how are they searching? Where are they going? All those things. Like I I do a type search because if I'm trying to figure out stuff on Zoom, I'm on a call with someone. So I'm not going to do a voice search because I don't want to say that in front of clients, you know, right?
1: Exactly. And how do I mute myself? How do I turn on? I've got, I've got kids in the background. I've got a dog. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> a, you know, about to knock out a wall next door. Thanks very much. That was just, uh, yeah. And so how do I how do I mute myself? And so yeah. that, like a, a video like that, all around those things, uh, most people are the same, right? They're feeling, how do I look? How do I sound? Those are the videos that have done very well for me on YouTube. And those are the themes that, have, that I cover and that you cover, I'm sure, in your consulting or in your coaching, is that you're really helping people to break through some of those barriers and you're also helping them to learn what they can say no to, what they can say doesn't matter to. Mm -hmm. And so that's part part of the reason that some of that generic copy doesn't work is that it's just too broad and all too positive. People don't say yes until they can say no uh, as well, right?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'm going to have the spaghetti, but I'm not touching the pizza. I'm not having pizza, right? Okay, so you're going to get a decision rather than just say, I've got this amazing spaghetti, children. They'll say spaghetti, but not this. Okay, people can't say yes until they said no. You feel safer once you've said no to something, Mm -hmm. which is why you include options in your proposals, right? So then, then if you've got three options in your proposals, then you don't mind if your client gives you a no. You don't mind if they give you two no's.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like the invisible close trick as well, right? Like where you kind of go, um, I I saw, um, I think Kate Hall Lacey did a video about this ages ago on LinkedIn and I remembered it and I watched it back the other day because it was really good. And she's like, basically, it's like, so if you've got like a painful price and a payment plan price, you kind of go like, well, so if you were going to go for this, would you go for, you know, paying up front or would you go for this? And it's like an invisible close because you're not actually saying do you want to buy? You're just saying which one do you want? <laughs> People go. What? Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. So so yeah. So so. Uh, I mean, depending on what point of the sale your your clients are at, but that that itself, yeah, needs to needs to be uh, you need to be aware of what point they are at because mm-hmm. you may be pushing them in. So, hi. Well, okay, uh,
0: which one do you want?
1: <laughs> which, uh, root canal surgery. Uh, which tooth would you like me to work on first? You know, is it the left side or the right side?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got to be at the closing point. It's it's at the close. <laughs> when you're not closing um we're gonna have to wrap up uh in a sec i feel like there's so much more we could talk about but i do want to tie things off by kind of because this is a point that comes up a lot with content marketing i think and it's one thing that i've seen a lot lately where people go okay great so you got a really popular you did a really popular post okay great you got a video that got lots of views okay great you can put yourself on camera and put all this content out there what does that mean for like business dollars can you just talk a little bit to that point as well because I see that as a common objection or excuse for people to not put themselves out there on camera
1: oh no it's 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 really really important in terms of the the, if you like the business case and yeah that's certainly a a mistake that I've made I, I didn't make it on YouTube but I definitely made it on LinkedIn right where you're just getting a lot of fans or a lot of attention But, you know, the traditional attention, interest, desire, action, okay, so first you're getting the attention, but then that's got to lead to interest. That also has got to lead to the desire and then to action. So uh, on YouTube, what was really helpful for me, as I say, I was able to monetize my channel, and it's not that much yet, okay, but it's growing very, very fast, which is really, really good. and. So the business case, what what I'm able to do, and this is easier, much easier on YouTube, is I'm able to go back and look at something small. Like I'm going to go back and I'm not going to record a new video. I'm just going to go back and tweak the description or the title of this um, of this video, and I can go through my spreadsheet and actually trace number of views into dollars in the bank. Mm. And so that's that kind of thing. Once you actually can make that connection, even though it may be a longer, a a slow burn strategy, like a longer term investment, like planting a seed, you don't see the fruit straight away. A lot of the work is happening underground. If you can do that, if you can put a good business case for it, then that can get you through a lot of those uh, hesitations. I'm no good at writing or I don't have the right video equipment or stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing badly.
0: Oh, I love that phrase. I was actually going to do a little post about that phrase. Do you know where it comes from?
1: Yeah, from G.K. Yeah. Chesterton, Gilbert uh. Keith Chesterton. Yeah, twentieth century, early twentieth century uh, journalist. I've read hundreds, plenty of his books. Maybe not hundreds, but yeah. And yeah. and he said, look, he said, see the problem. He was speaking about it with all kinds of things. Like, for example, dancing. There used to be folk dancing. Well, now dancing is well. They're they're up on the stage. You've got to be good. You've got to be a champion. You've got to be a superstar, or you can't you can't go on video. You can't go on camera. You can't go on the stage. You can't sing. You can't you can't write because you're not a professional, right? Mm. <laughs> that's that's the mentality now, and so that moves us from being community community participants to being spectators.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, very true. It's sort of like I keep thinking that with like even health stuff, not that we're talking about health, but you brought up the dentist. So uh no, but you know, like that kind of oh, okay, well, like I'm not gonna lose like 10 kilos overnight, but you know what, it'd be good to go for a walk every day because yeah, that's look, kind of healthier.
1: Perfect perfect example is that if you let's say that you're a you're a tennis coach, okay. And you're the best, and you're going to teach me how to play tennis. I've never played tennis in, in my life, okay? But I'm determined. I'm going to follow everything that you that you say. I'm going to. We're going to pay for whatever coaches, whatever equipment we need. I'm going to follow the diet. I'm going to do everything that you tell me to do because I want to win the U.S. Open in three years' time, okay? And you say, well, okay, and I'll pay you anything. You say, well, okay, I'll take you on. That's great. What a what a great uh, great client! I said, but yeah, but just one one condition, Lauren. If I lose a single match along the way, I'm quitting and you're fired.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's complete. It doesn't make. But I mean, a lot of people have expectations like that, right? Like people. Yeah, really they're, have they're, they're,
1: they're like running on the field and looking at the scoreboard and yeah. just staring at the scoreboard. Well, it hasn't given me i i'm not i'm i'm saying that even those little elements that you do building those processes learning how to tie up your boot laces before you go out on the field mm. so i mean that's like when little kids when they're when they're playing sport you know they come home if if we don't know if the parents don't know anything about sport first question we're going to ask is did you win
0: yeah it's like
1: no, but like I, I scored a goal, or I saved, I saved a goal, or I didn't. Um, you know, I look, I got half a game. You know, I got, I got out there for the first time. <laughs> like there might be a lot of other wins that you can have along the way, and you've really got to be setting yourself little wins along the way that are actually on the on the way, but they're steps along the way.
0: Yeah, love that. Love that. Anthony, this has been so much fun. I love this chat. There's so much good. I learned so much from this. I talk to lots of people. So when I learn a lot, I'm like, this is a really good episode. So, uh, not saying that I know everything, just that I, I do talk to a lot of people. So, fantastic. Like, this is really, really good. I really appreciate it. For people who want to find out more about you, whether or not they're called Rachel, uh, how do they find out more and get in touch?
1: Well, they can lie about their name, okay? (laughs) But when men do it, I usually pick it up. Yeah, I can tell. I'm pretty sure they don't get past the bouncer. And so, yeah, look, the best place here for your audience is going to be LinkedIn. Yep. And so if you can include a link to my LinkedIn. But you don't just reach out to me and say, wow, Anthony, fantastic, amazing success that you've got in your industry, whatever that happens to be. Say I heard you, I saw you on Lauren's show and it was amazing and you are so funny. That will be that will actually get me, yeah. Well, like I will accept yeah, do
0: that, guys. Do that, guys. And and also say like because Lauren is awesome and I love her show so much and I li- listen to every yes. episode. Yeah, you can say, <laughs> that. You can say that awesome well yeah i'll make sure i put a link in here and when this goes out on the podcast i'll put a link in there as well and also
1: to my youtube channel so all
0: right all right i'll I'll put i'll put a link to you no no i'll definitely put a link to youtube as well sounds like you're doing some really cool stuff there. i'm definitely going to go youtube stalking now anthony (laughs) thank you so much again it's been a lot of fun appreciate it
1: great thank you you're really welcome
0: thanks everyone see you later all right, guys, so that's it from me for today. I hope I get to see some of you uh, at the webinar this week. That would be freaking awesome. I'm so excited about spreading the word about this. I really think it's going to change so many people's lives. You'll be hearing me talk about this a little bit more because it ties in so much with what we're doing on the show this year and kind of bringing that purpose piece into the branding piece and seeing how because I think that the big thing is is like this idea of like just growing a brand for consumption's sake is so like it's just so pre COVID, right? Like, consumerism for consumerism's sake, I think we've all seen that, like, that is just ridiculous. Like, we cannot afford to do that with what's happening in our world and what's happening to the environment. We need to be creating brands and businesses that are actually doing good and that actually need to exist. So, that's my focus for this year. I've thought about changing the show name to grow your movement instead of grow your brand. I'm going to sit on that for a while. I would love to know what you think because a brand is essentially still what you're growing as a movement. But I think that the idea of growing a movement has more of a, it it connects more with what I'm talking about here. Like we are doing things that most entrepreneurs that I've met want to make a positive difference. They want to do something that means something. For me, I feel like that was part of what was lacking in my journey as an entrepreneur, because I was like, yeah, I can help people grow their brand, but I want to be growing a brand that I feel like is actually meaningful. So I love doing stuff like this, but when it came to like, Selling marketing services, I was just like everyone's selling marketing services. I don't know if that's what I really want to be doing. Uh, so it's been a really interesting journey for me, and I'm topping and tailing this episode with random facts about my career and what I've been going through in my career. I want to talk to you guys about that properly. Um, I clearly it's like just spilling out of my subconscious, so I'll make sure I do an episode talking about that more because I think so many of us struggle with this idea of you know how do i create meaning at work and how do i make sure my my work is fulfilling um, and i think more of us now now more than ever i think we there's a lot of us who are going through that so yeah that's it from me for this week check out the webinar come along if you'd like to and until next time remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place
1: welcome to america
0: Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations.
1: Just finished a new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows. So you can do this and this. Doesn't hurt a bit either.
0: But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO
1: agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? <laughs>